Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast, Extra Fat Superlatives Edition. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and this week, the whole squad is here. Patrick Kagongo, Mike Munsnyder, and of course, Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. We'll be looking back on 2020, trying to remember everything that happened, and calling out the best of the best. Patrick, who do you want to recognize first for making an impact on 2020? So, off top, I want to recognize the one and only Carl Aiken from L.A. County, transplanted himself to New York City, the greatest city in the world. I want to recognize Carl Aikens as 2020's best am. He is the shining light for the Crail Tap organization. Next year, he better be pro. How many parts did he have? I think he had a part in that Girl Chalk tour video or Girl yep. like New York visit video or whatever. And I think he had another part and he had a bunch of footage in uh, the Quan Rawlings videos and shit. Mm-hmm. That's the one just come out. Yeah, he had a fucking grip of footage, dude. Yeah, he's he's doing it right. He is he is repping Crail Tap in New York City, which like I'm surprised that that hasn't happened before on a regular basis. Um, he's just so good, and he's got like a touch of that flow from back in the day. He's like he's like the new Shamil Randall. That's the vibe I get from. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah, I'm just um, I'm reapprising myself of Carl and like his latest post on the IG is a really wonky switch inward heel. And that's obviously a good thing because switch inward heels should just be kind of weird. Backside and all like big spin down that big stack. Everybody's been jumping down. I'm assuming in Manhattan. Um, Yeah. Fan of this dude. Yeah. He's great. Uh, I feel like, I feel like those parts might've been early in the year and they're just like, you know, as my brain ages and, the time goes on like the stuff that happened earlier in the year is harder to remember but definitely his his stuff stands out in those like Naquan Rollins videos so year's best am uh, a la the skateboard mag uh Carl Aikens well deserved uh, yeah. YBAM yeah <laughs> I always I always wondered like shit, that acronym I'm gonna admit I only know him from the IG and I'm even a big fan I don't know I, I was like what parts you yeah, already parts- answered the what parts though <laughs> Yeah, the parts don't, I, I don't remember them, but I, I remember him from like those Naquan Rawlings videos. He's so good. He, he's, I just, you know, I know that like there's always a, it's a long process to go from being am to turning pro if you're on Crail Tap, uh, but I think he's got it. He's, it seems like he, he's cooking up something nice. I think Naquan and him have a great uh, filmer skater relationship. And I think the fact that, He's on Crail makes me feel like I got I got a lot of hope for them. I got I'm, I'm hoping that like they should center the they should recenter the whole like we talking basketball recenter the organization around this key player <laughs> make him the franchise player. I back that. I feel like um, yeah the oh, girl had a video this year. Yeah, let's call them the comeback company maybe if we're gonna if we're gonna get into that realm. But um, yeah, wholly back in it. Like their youth movement, especially the way that like all the olds on there have just gotten weird. Like they've actually got on both girl and chocolate some heat coming in terms of young skaters that are interesting, that are within the mold of the brand and also break from the mold of the brand. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, wholly on this franchise realignment. You know, some of those expiring contracts, just let them play out. Yeah, with the youth movement. Jason, I gotta, I gotta hear from you as somebody who was there when there was the great yeah. exodus from uh, Dwindle from Plan B, Blind and One Hundred and One to form Crail Tap. 
what are you feeling about this? Like, is there potential for a rebirth for the franchise? I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I mean, uh, they got some heavy hitters there. Uh, Carl Aikens, I think we should add, is pretty high up there on the best dress list of oh, yeah. 2020. We'll, we'll probably be getting that a little later. But, uh, yeah, that Griffin Gas kid is good. Niels Bennett, you know, kind of like uh, amalgamation of all, like, the nerdy led tech skaters of the past 20 years. And, yeah. Like, like yeah, hopefully next year. It man, like if they change their wood, if they started using like American wood, I would probably buy Crail Deck like tomorrow. But uh yeah, they got some heavy hitters there, man, for sure. And Rowan so, Davis, don't forget Rowan Davis from Australia. Uh, Brianna Gearing, yo. So so they're on the cusp of something. Is it just like a do do Mike, Rick, Megan, and Spike just need to get on a conference call and just be like, tell all the old heads you're getting retired. We'll we'll keep a check coming, but like we gotta we gotta support the, the the new blood is it just a conference call away i i think that would be that's what i would want to see or that's what the brand needs i think yeah like mike was saying let those contracts expire and then um uh, you know focus on the new blood trade andrew brophy wow I, can't, I still can't get over that one. that's the weirdest one man that's the weirdest one hey hey what if he's single-handedly holding down the brand down under that's the market yo yeah no doubt <laughs> I mean, come on, man! Like the man is rocking an Audi, so like the boards must be moving. Yeah, he's doing something right. Exactly. You know, I see, I, I see you out there. You know, chilling with the family. Yeah, he's got a little private skate park in the back. Exactly. He's doing he's, all right. He's, he's doing very well for himself. It's, it's we, still just the weirdest fit, and they've they've for years been throwing some weird fits at us. But um, yeah, that one's that one's something. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a weird one. Uh, Jason, what stood out to you this uh, 2020? All right. Uh, Going to get into it. Year's best pro. I put a lot of thought and research into it. Looked up like all the main videos of the year. And first I was thinking like Tom Knox. Got to be Tom Knox. That 10 minute part was transcendent. He had a New Balance part like the same week. He had the out there thing back in February. He had like the cover. But then as I was looking through, you know, the videos that came out of this year in chronological order i was like wait a minute louis lopez he had like two fucking awesome parts or something then he had converse part in like august or, or september like for a sh- then he had that other converse part that just came out like a month ago which was fucking uh transcendent so i mean yeah i mean the kid just has like that it factor look like super powerful super good style and i was thinking like if you were gonna show someone that knew nothing about skating like a cool skater you know what i mean that's kind of like an archetypal skater maybe it would probably be lou so he's a year's best pro in my opinion no arguments here what do you guys think uh patrick and mike he had one of the most outrageous of the year which was that heel flip over the bump to bar to backside wall ride like literally did not oh yeah uh, yeah i mean that converse part is top of mind but like so many tricks that just nobody else is doing uh again that the i think like it's it's not a straightforward compliment but yeah one of the biggest compliments you can give to a skater especially when you're a bunch of old heads like us it's like that dude straight up surprised me, and Louis Lopez surprised me again. Same trick. Heel flip wall ride. That was just couldn't have predicted it, and that's why it's so dope. Yeah, I good mean, shit all year from Lou. Not not just like a end-of-the-year uh, Sodi run. It's like, you know, 
He's got the stamina all year. True. Got the stamina all year. As did Mason Silva, right? Because it was mm-hmm. a concerted push. Every one of his parts was amazing. You could probably put it together and just have a Mason marathon just to look back on all his parts and maybe even devote an entire episode just to Mason Silva's, what, five, five parts in 2020? But the year's best pro and continues to be is Ishad Ware. Straight Ooh. up. Ishad, Counterpoint. Ishad has set the standard for excellence and continues to deliver. He could have won Sodi this year. Nobody would have batted an eye. It would have been like, yeah, word, Ishad is that good. Like, Ishad is the consummate professional skateboarder. He's that dude. He, he has been continuously delivering at a very, 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 very high quality, frequent output, still out here repping real. Like, I mean... He Did he put out like any I parts said, this year? He's putting yes. out footage, yeah. Right? yeah, there was that uh, Be Free part with uh, yep. Kyle Walker. I think that was end of, this, end of last year that bled into this year. But, like, he's constantly putting out clips on Instagram. Like, he's... I don't know what real is cooking up, but I think it's Ishad. Like, Ishad to me is like, it's one thing to have the best parts that result in you getting skater of the year, much like Mason. And he was, and he did it. But like, Ishad to me, I'm just like, yo, I wanna, like, just also like the way he dresses, man. He's upped his game. Oh, yeah. Like, other week he was wearing like a, like a ba- basketball jersey with like a beanie and like jean shorts, but the jersey was like tucked in or whatever. But he made it work. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that. He also has cool cars. That's the other thing. He's got cool cars. He's amazing <laughs> on the street. He's amazing in the private park. And he just, he just seems like a cool dude. What kind I of cars? Say, I, I got to admit, like, uh, I don't follow a shot. I don't follow, like, any, um, like, of the contenders for Year's Best Pro uh, on Instagram because I don't really like to consume skating that way. Uh, but what kind of cars does the shot have? Like, what are the cool cars? Because there's like a lot of different ways you can go with cars that are like not and, cool. Okay, so I know he's got a uh, was it uh, was an E30 BMW uh, BMW 3 Series. I think late 80s. He got the Tesla. I think he got a Porsche. I think he got a couple other things that he's kind of working on, tinkering on here and there. I mean, like, yo, if you got a, a BMW that's so hype that California won't let you actually register it because it's had too many modifications. Yo, that, that to me is, is is a throwback to all of our heroes from the 90s. You know, think about that. Like, they they thought they were flexing with the Honda Civic. And God bless them, they were. But, like, Ishad's like, man, I got the vintage drug dealer BMW. That is pretty cool. Can I can yeah. I sidebar real quick? Hit us. Please do. Worst car. Uh, this was briefly discussed on Twitter. Uh, shit. Elijah Burroughs. Porsche SUV. Porsche guy. Porsche SUV. I just hate that car. So much because it's like the wackest dope ride like you know i got i got sixty thousand dollars and i'm gonna spend it on this goddamn demolition man ass looking car like get out get out of here wait wait, really drives like a porsche uh, cayenne or a porsche suv did it show up in the vans video it showed up somewhere right i think it was in the out there uh, it was an out there okay yeah, yeah. I, I kind of joined like a Twitter discussion late about it. I, I have just like my independent feelings about that car um, from seeing it in public. And um, yeah, so it, uh-huh. it, 
it really is no association with Mr. Burrow, but I just have a distaste for that car because it just figured, like, like like dude is rocking like uh, the white tucked in white tees with the brill cream hair. Like I was like, but then again, this is L.A. and that is um that. But the thing is, like I guess the Porsche kind of a Porsche SUV. Like the vibe I get from that car is I already called the cops. You know, <laughs> right? Like, I was gonna I, say I, that's I, like a like a rich guy baby mama car. Like no, that's the um. I think the the Panamera four door is more like a, like a mistress car. <laughs> I don't like, even know wow. what that is. The car you buy for your uh, mistress. I just I just get like a very strong vibe of like this is somebody who is a law abiding citizen who is definitely definitely going to drop a hard R when they address someone who wow. looks like me. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I'm just, I, hey, I'm just being truthful. I'm out here, you know. I'm out here on these roads every day, but. I mean, yeah, it is upstanding citizen. It's like, you know, I want a Porsche, but I just I just need something with a little bit more cargo space. You know, it, that's all it is. And can I bring it back to Mr. Ware? And I think one of the conundrums that we have in skating and it is shared with the NBA, we have a skater of the year. But, you know, there could also just be the best skater award, like the best pro. And I feel like it is for the best skater, you know, and. Ishad could have won that X years in a row, or Louis Lopez. There's maybe a couple other other dudes in that type of orbit, but um, that de- delineation, it's like hell of a year versus like, oh, still the best guy. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's a group of like five or six dudes, and like some might come in and out at some point, but there's always like five or six dudes that like everyone knows are the best whenever they're skating, whether or not they get Sody, like Grant, um yeah lucas you know boosnitz mm-hmm. up there it's kind of like it's kind of like everyone kind of knows like oh lebron's the best basketball player but every year they give mvp to like you know dozens of guys like you know what i mean yep you yep. kind of like they almost get uh tired of uh the excellence i, right. I, mean, I will never tire of ishad's excellence he oh, is no. he he is i've said this before uh, he is the the promise of both javante turner and LeVar McBride incarnate. Mm-hmm. He's doing what those guys were, those two men were supposed to do in skating. Oh yeah, who's up next? You're up next, right, Mike? Sure. So Mike, who stood out to you this year? I'm giving my favorite 40-year-old and older skater award pin, uh, Josh Kalis. The dude, uh, I think has looked better this year than maybe in years past. And me and some of the guys that I skate with have theorized he's like up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, not a whole lot else to do than go to the DIY and skate like random (laughs) Grand Rapids, Michigan spots. And my God, I love that edit at the DIY. He looks really good on a skateboard. Uh, The thing that stood out was that fakie flip. And um, yeah, props to Kalis for being 42, 43 and uh, just bringing it. Yeah, skateboarding has finally caught up to him again. Like, <laughs> Kalis has, Kalis still rocks 7.8, 7.75 boards, still wears baggy pants, like, is still always, like, hustling, grinding on the side, trying to figure out, like, the, the best move to make. He left Southern California, is out in Michigan, got a big crib. He's a family, he's been a family man. Right. Like, he, he set the template. Like, he set the template for, like, guys like Lucas Puig, man. Like, you can live a good life and be a great skateboarder and continue to do your thing and dress how you dress. And like, I think Kalis is also a reminder to us that, you know, baggy pants just look better, yo. 
the tight pants scarecrow thing, no thank you. And I rock tight pants in my regular life, but when it comes to skating, it's got to be baggy. It's got to be a loose fit. Happy Monday said. Hmm. And I should add, yeah. live where you want too. Mm, exactly. Yo, whew. Kalis, like, yo, shout out. Like, Kalis has lived all over the country and has, like, Kalis is, like, good in every hood, which is amazing for a skater, especially coming up when he came up. Like, he's good in Philly. He's good in New York. He's good in Chicago. He's good in Grand Rapids. He's probably good in Detroit. He's definitely good in Dallas. He's good in SD. God, he was Dallas for a minute. That's yeah, so silly. yeah. <laughs> He's good in LA. He's good in San Francisco. Like, like, there's not too many people in skating who got people all across. Even all, yo, he was, he, yo, my man was like, he he went out to Barcelona and filmed the part. And like, he didn't just go out there. He he didn't go out to Barcelona and get caught up. Like, Kalis, like, Kalis, yeah, like it's actually kind of stunning, dude. Never won Sodi because. Yo, like, where would Palace be without Kalis, you know, in terms of those, like, the, the fits? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I feel like Kalis probably should have won Sodi at some point, but, you know, the, the award wasn't going to dudes like him at that time, like, at the time when he should have won, which is a damn shame, really. Yeah, ne- kind of never has. I'm trying to think, like, what the, what would be the, what would be the Kalis skater of the year, comma, year, question mark? <laughs> Like uh, 2000, like 99 yeah. or 2000. Yeah. yeah. Photosynthesis. There's like photo. And yeah. And make one of the one or two of those RB videos, like Peep This or Heads or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. That's probably when he was doing the most, like in his prime. But yeah, this this part was, was pretty special. It's like def- definitely kept me motivated to go out and skate, like when it's cold as fuck out here. You know what I mean? Like it probably is in Grand Rapids. Like, Especially as, like, a fellow, like, 40-something, like, tech guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was, uh, yeah, the whole thing kind of just hit right, you know what I mean, at the right time. Like, with the Nina Simone song and everything. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty inspirational, dude, not gonna lie. I don't know. Like, did did, uh, did Slap ever have a, have an award that they gave out? Not that I can remember. I don't think so. I don't know. Like, maybe he was, like, the, maybe he was, like, uh, the patron saint of Slap, right? <laughs> yeah. The website or the magazine? Oh, the magazine. Oh, yeah. I uh, No, I don't think so, man. I don't know. Just like, It's kind of interesting, too, because, you know, not to derail into, into Sodi talk, right? I mean, it just kind of feels like, it just kind of feels like skating is for everybody. And, like, it's weird when people will, ask, you know, will, will theorize that, oh, like, I don't respect Thrasher for this. Or I'm mad at Thrasher for that. It's like, that's the great thing about skating. Like, just because somebody's Sodi does not mean, like, that individual or their sponsors are going to determine the direction of the culture like was it somebody had pointed out something about like chris cole winning skate of the year like they lost confidence in him it excuse me they lost confidence in the industry gatekeepers i was like says who (laughs) industry gatekeepers i mean i was like dogs like some of us some of us were still skating in tall tees even when chris cole was out there like you can do both yeah i think skateboarding is street level no matter what you know the industry can try to you know steer things but it all comes from the streets exactly i don't even think there are gatekeepers anymore i mean thrasher is like the most you know dominant media outlet but look at fucking uh versace plug or whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. they're all they're all these different niches that going on like girl companies like uh skate witches all that shit you know what i mean they're doing their own thing so yeah i don't even think gatekeeper really applies anymore i think the gate's still there but i think that there's just new houses on the block yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, well, yeah. The gate to like money, like really making money in skateboarding, which is pretty much impossible, is still there. Yeah, I mean, that's just the shoe companies now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got oh. me on the big shoe company. I don't know. As we're coming up on 2021, things things might might could change. But yeah, you're right. Like Jason, you're right. Like skating has diversified to the point now where there's a there's literally. I think there always has been a lane for everybody. I think the internet has just allowed us to quantify it. And yo, if, if you have like a decent Instagram following and you dress cool, like you could develop a following real quick. Yeah, for I think sure. The 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 ig has democratized things and then there still is like i was talking to my homie about it tonight because i skated before the podcast which has never happened before but um there's still like that conservative streak in skating where it's like like the industry capital i still surrounds it's you know every, everybody within that realm like brings the wagons together pretty hard for everybody else but mm-hmm. it is great that there is like that independent streak now because you know people can put out whatever they want on YouTube, Instagram, and get those followings and get the money. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. There's gatekeeping, but as little as there's ever been, even if yeah. there's still a lot. It, it's kind of a free for all too because um because now that it's we've normalized the royal, we have normalized skating into your 30s and 40s and doing stuff on the side like you can have a regular day job and say like i'm just going to be screening shirts or i'm going to be filming videos with my friends or taking up all my vacation time and using that to go skate and you can create content that is just as compelling as the folks who are doing something at full time at thrasher and on top of that you can develop an independent following and i think that's the thing that has really changed the game is that you know we can laugh at ourselves for being old heads but like Real talk. We're the ones who like. We're the ones who are not only spending more money on skateboarding than we were when we were younger because we have jobs and disposable income. Thank goodness, 2020 has been rough, but you know, to get a, be getting a check is you know feel blessed. But like, we're not only spending more money in the shops and spending more money on skateboarding. Like, people our age are also creating content, creating media that is just as compelling as the stuff that they grew up on. And that's making skating better for everybody because now it's there's lots of different directions that you can look towards to find the skating that you like. And that's just great for everybody. And like, it's like the equivalent of, it's like maybe right now it's kind of like the M1 mixtape moment for, for, for skating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I gotta watch one of these M1 mixtapes. Shout out uh, the professor and, uh, who else was there? Skip to my Lou, Rafer Olson. He was yeah. nasty. Ooh, good. Hell fun, yeah. Fun. Yeah, like, NBA and mixtape was, was so fun. Like, and it was just like, and there were just people doing that on the side. And like, or like Rucker Park. Like, like think about this, right? Like, before we get back to, to best of, to superlatives for the year. Like, you think about playing ball in a, in a legendary court like Rucker Park in New York, right? Like, imagine, like, you're like a, a street ball legend. And you have the game of your life at Rucker Park. Would you rather like? There's some people out there who would probably legitimately rather have that than an NBA title because the whole hood would see them. You know, difference in real in time. Clout. Yeah, exactly. So I think the same thing is happening for skating. Like these DIY spots, independent scenes that are popping up, like zines, uh, YouTube channels, Instagram. You know, Instagram handles, podcasts. Like this is like the same thing. Like. So it's a local clout, and I think like it's it's just good for skating overall. For sure, hard to agree because 
Yeah, and I, I, I'm never convinced whenever somebody tells me that like X Y Z brand is actually going to ruin skateboarding this time around. Haven't we been worried about that for a long, long time? Yeah, the so only, the only the thing that's going to ruin skateboarding is yourself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so Templeton. Wow. I think I was the last one to have have the actual topic at hand. I, I think it's your turn. It is. Uh, I want to shout out the best new brand, and that's Glue Skateboards. Uh, you know, we talked at length uh, a few episodes back about Glue when uh, their video Smut dropped. But uh, like we said then, you know, Glue is a company that is what skateboarding always likes to say it is. You know, it's rebellious, inclusive, weird, all that shit, you know, drew us to skateboarding, and that's what Glue is. So best new brand by a mile, I think. Yeah. And best video. I'm just putting it out there. Best video. It's one thing to have great parts in a video. It's one thing to have a video that gets everybody talking, everybody hyped. But if we're talking about like a, a skateboard video in the vein of the classics, which we grew up with and we did grow up in the classic golden era of skate videos, Glue is up there. Glue is a representation of 2020. And it's something that like it, it, it is purposely put together as a portrait of a moment and like they got it, like you said, like it is actually rebellious. It is actually alternative, and it is a. It's like it's like it shows that like skateboarding still has a lot, a lot, a lot of ways to grow, and is slowly chipping away at that. And like it's like I'm I'm hyped. I'm hyped that like it's hard to find this stuff in shops. Like it's flying off the shelves. So shout out to them, like putting out an actual video on VHS, and like cats are trying to call around to find your gear. You done it. Yeah, big ups, glue. Hell yeah. Yep. It sucks that none of us have any like actual personal experience with glue because the stuff is so hard to get. Uh, but I, I got my eye out for a glue board once the board drought ends. I think Lottie has them. I'll, I'll have a look and see. Man, that's uh, pretty far from me. <laughs> I don't know. The, the keep post it local. office is still working. <laughs> post I'm office at UPS is still working. So. Oh, UPS, just barely, man. They are fucking up <laughs> big time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Patrick, we'll, uh, back to you. What, what else do you want to shout out for 2020? Going into the video lane where things are about to get crowded, Alexis Sablone converses sees a second. That is my video part of the year. I think that is a part that really, it brought up like some genuine joy from her skating to the, skating to the breeders to just like that heel flip across the street gap. I mean, I think there was a bunch of us who were like quietly hoping that Alexis was going to pull the upset and be proclaimed skater of the year. It would have been amazing. Um, but that video, that, excuse me, that video part, like that's like a feel good part of the year. That's, that's probably, uh, I think that that is the year's best video part. It did what it was supposed to do, which is make you hype to go skate. But especially that damn heel flip across the street gap in Paris. Yeah, like this part kind of came out of nowhere in a way. Like she had that self-film part like in April or May or whatever. And mm -hmm. like last year she had some shit in, you know, a couple weekend videos or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, she kind of like leveled up. Like it's crazy for someone to like come out with their best shit when they're like late 30s. You know what I mean? Middle 30s, I think. I think middle, she's yeah. 34, 35. Yeah, yeah, middle, yeah, middle. Yeah. yeah. 30 something. And plus... Plus, Alexis was not only uh, not only is a master's in architecture from MIT. She was also in the New York Times earlier this year. 
Multiple. Yeah, and oh, GQ. Yeah. She's a GQ. She's been is an over. Olympian, like crushing it as an Olympian. You know, maybe Olympics. maybe this year is like the preamble to her actual Sodi run in 2021. You know, yeah. Olympic gold, three video parts. Um, you know, covers. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, she'll be getting tons of uh, profiles and all kinds of, you know, Sports Illustrated or whatever after she wins the gold. So, um, 2021, yeah. I think that's Alexis's year for, uh, yeah. for yeah, Sodi. Yeah. But uh, what I was trying to say was, like, everyone everyone always knew she ripped, but this year she really became a force in the culture at large. Mm-hmm. Probably on a bigger scale than just skateboarding culture. Yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> with all the coverage she got in, like, you know, New York Times whatnot. So, so yeah, she had a hell of a year, man. Yeah, it's like you great never pen know. selection too. I'm great gonna argue like... that I liked beyond the uh, aside from the heel flip. I actually liked that solo part a little bit more. That was also a converse vehicle. Am I remembering correctly? That is correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah she did was, the music herself for that one. I I think that there was. I think maybe I even said on the podcast this podcast that it was kind of the perfect encapsulation of like the weird summer of skating alone or not skating that like with anybody else maybe just zared who's like shooting the photo of you ollieing over the the death gap like there there was a cool emptiness to that one whereas the the latter cons release is a more straightforward skate video it's got that paris trip that's in the golden hour and you know like there's people around it it seemed just like not as much of the moment of this year of this extraordinary year as the solo part, which as one person putting all that together, filming, editing, music, art, like that's just such an extremely cool combination of all this stuff coming together. Like one person can definitely do that. It also turned out really well. So it's uh, it's wonderful in that in that respect. So I'm voting for if Alexis parts, I'm voting for the solo part. I'd actually argue for video part of the year going with uh, Frankie Villani, One Big Mess. Mm, Putting it out there. It's an interesting choice. Like, it was wild, you know? Like, he kind of skated everything. He showed, I think, when we talked about it on the podcast, I was like, maybe he's the best skater in the world. So, (laughs) But can he skate transition? (laughs) Do we care? No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. He's got to be able to. I'm sure that Actually, was the episode think, that Matt Price was on, and he said that uh, Frankie is pretty good on transitions, too. Okay, I think yeah. I, I think I saw a Villani IG clip, and he looked okay on transition, but not uh, transcendent on transition, so... I mean, well, like, what's our standard? Because there was that footage of Kareem that just came out recently, and uh, he yeah. was killing it on a mini ramp, excuse me, on a quarter pipe at a demo during the Menace era... But I think we also have to remember that when Kareem, Day One, and all these folks who were surprised are transition gods, like they were all contest skaters at some point in their career. They had to skate contests yeah. in order Absolutely. to turn pro. So, you know, you know, I've had the pleasure of watching Day One skate transition in real life a couple times this year. And it's just like you'd think that that's all he skated. You would have no idea that, that you know, he's the picnic table, you know, you know, picnic table destroyer. No, like he's <laughs> His front blunts are amazing. His frontside airs are amazing. His, like, and his whole crew can skate transition really, really well. So I guess it's just like a different era. But like, do y'all have favorite video parts of the year? Like, are there any individual video parts that stand out to y'all? 
Yeah. Um, my favorite video part of the year came out, I guess, in January or February. Like, Primitive Kill It this year, they had, like, three or four videos. That fourth quarter video was sick. That just came out recently. Yep. But my favorite video part this year is one of the best Eurotech parts ever is uh, Roman Lasivka from the Primitive Video, Rome. Like, he kind of takes... I mean, we know we talked about Tom Knox doing, like, linking tricks together and shit. He kind of takes that to another realm. Like, he does, like, a fakey nose grind. No, fakey five flip out to fakey nose grind on, like, a ledge below. He does, like, fakey five kick flip out to manual to another kick flip out at Makba. Just, like, shit like that. It's, like, a five-minute part. If, if you're a fan of the Eurotech uh, ledge lords, as it were, hmm. I would go back and check this out. He skates a Tupac, like, out on bail. And some other Tupac song. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just a nasty, like, tech skate rat part. I'm going to have to revisit that one when I'm doing the show so, notes. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, take a look back. That was my favorite video part that came out this year. Uh, Mike, how about you? Ooh, I'm on record with uh, Frankie Villani. Uh, yeah. Templeton? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, so, it's so hard to, um, it's so hard to remember and, uh, you know, so hard to, like, keep it all together i guess um i don't know i don't think i really have a favorite but um you know for Those recency 20 statements <laughs> remember for recency bias uh um cyrus and john's video was real fucking good made me want to skate yeah. yeah oh yeah like where the hell did that come from dude like you know what i mean we knew you ripped but like how do you get like kick kick flips out of stuff like that like crazy locked in back back tails yeah, I like, mean, he leveled up. That was, maybe he's always just been this good. Like, maybe it's just like we're just paying attention now. Like, it came, it came that John's video dropped at a point where everybody's paying attention to everything, right? Because if it come out in the summer, it would be like, ah, oh, I'm too busy skating, or you know, especially as um, you know, stay at home orders were kind of a little bit relaxed and folks were allowed to do things, be out with masks, things like that. People were skating more this summer, just like to get out and you know, feel alive. But, you know, as the winter has gotten darker and things have gotten worse on the public health front, like, and the SOTI rush has been happening, like, it feels like you were really paying attention to skate videos that came out in the last month and a half. And, like, John's video was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it felt kind of like a breath of fresh air, like the East Coast vibes. Like, you could just tell it wasn't like a SOTI run. It was just like, I don't know. I mean, we talked about this last week. It was just like a video with a bunch of friends who all happened to be really fucking good and get paid yeah, really fucking good yeah mm-hmm. one i mean i would i would say that just like this is the natural time of year when you actually release a video if you're in a zone that's gonna have a winter like new york city because for a time in minnesota in the twin cities minneapolis st paul this was the this was like when you released your skateboard video because normally we don't have snow right now but um you know it's in, coming. It's it's coming. It, it is coming. But in times past, you know, you would have snow on the snow on the ground for at least three weeks, a whole month, and that's when you edited the video. You know, deadline was snow on the ground, and so just in kind of like the Twin Cities skateboard Instagram sphere, you know, we realized a couple days ago was the twentieth anniversary of a video that I was in had a little editing help doing and then some of the other guys 
put out a video called Flow Trash, and that was yesterday. And then Kevin Horn, Skate Twitter Denizen, I think realized that his last video, Hiatus, came out today, the day we're recording this podcast, Thursday the 17th of December. And so it's, it's just crazy to realize that all that was grouped together. So there's definitely reasons why, you know, a video from New York City comes out a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Just something like to, to be like, hey, I've been working on this footage all year long. Let me put this out, buy some time while we're, you know, under snow and ice. Yep. I mean, you're right. You're right. Like, it's, it's kind of weird, too, because especially this year, because of COVID and not being able to travel, um, that you have folks who will, will not be going to Barcelona. They won't be going to, to Lisbon or Porto. They're not going to Greece. They're not going to Asia. They're not, you know, just grabbing a quick, cheap ticket and going someplace and getting an Airbnb. So I wonder, like, what's the next couple of months going to look like? Is it going to be a slowdown or are people going to mm. just layer up? I think we're going to be seeing a lot of stuff from foreign lands. Mm. I think the Americans are going to hibernate. And then... Uh, hold this down? Because, like, what is... Because, like, traffic just dropped a video, like, this week. I think maybe even yesterday. Yep. And Paul Young, shout out to him, 845, represent. Like, he's got some footage in there. And, like, it feels unfair that a traffic video drops at this point in the year. Like, why not a month ago? We could have used it then. Because I think <laughs> Ricky's got the uh, – Ricky Oyo's got some footage in there, too. I haven't watched watched it in its entirety yet. But, you know, it, yeah, it, it, it skates to uh, anesthesia pulling, pulling teeth. Oh wow! Okay, I think a okay. live, I think a, some live version or something. I mean, yeah. hey, whatever yeah. can get past sam- you know uh, licensing and clearances and yeah. the internet, but like that, like that's a video like I wish had got you know because like what next week is Christmas and so it feels like you won't even have time for people to write up a little something about it for it to generate enough as much buzz as it deserves. But like I can't complain. I don't think we can complain about the fact that it's just been a flood of awesome videos. And just like people being hyped on hyped on skating. Yeah, I was definitely hyped on uh, John's vid. Uh, I know y'all talked about it last week, but real quick, I mean, it kind of reminded me of like when Plan B was around. Like, questionable came out, and everyone's like, "This is it. This is the best video ever." Or, Mike Carl's part is the best part ever. Then next year, you're like, wait a minute, like Rick Howard got better. Like he learned switch through sixty flips and all this shit. You know what I mean? Hmm. And, and it's kind of like Sire. They all, yeah, Cyrus leveled up. Max Palmer, like who style is kind of reminiscent of Rick Howard, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, yeah. That's yeah, a dope point. Yeah, just just the way like you know what I mean, how he looks in no doing nose manuals and stuff, and like a full length Nick Stain part. He hasn't had a full length part in uh, a while. Like he's had some Nike shit, but like a like an according to Hoyle Nick Stain video part, and like he fucking got better too. Like he expanded his trick selection like a bitch. So. Yeah, it was yeah, that it was crazy. Yeah, that that was by the way my favorite video. You saying it's the best video of the year? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my pick for best video of the year. Best video, or best video part. Best best video as a whole. John's video. Okay, there we I don't go. Know if I disagree, I mean, it was too late for my quarter snacks. Uh, you know, reader's choice, but damn, it was good. Yeah, just what everybody needed, like a palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah. From what? Wait, palate cleanser or dessert? Oh yeah, maybe were we, dessert. Were we, all, were we all good children this year? We deserved a little something. <laughs> We've been as good it's as we can be, after, I think. It, it's like an after dinner, like a glass of a sherry or a cordial. Ooh, like okay, a little, little, little digestif. 
Little yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a little, yeah, like a little shot of Jaeger. <laughs> a little something to settle your stomach and make you make you feel good, which I think it yeah. actually serves as a good pivot point to the most important part of the video. No, it's not the skating. Best music supervision. Templeton. Best music in a video. Oh, dude, I'm I'm not even gonna try. It's up to you, Patrick. You're you're the video. You're the the music guy. I want to hear your take. Me. <laughs> I think uh, the best supervision in a in a whole video in a in a whole skate video that'd be the statue video out of DC City Paper. And if we're talking about like a, a single part, like a solo part, because there were quite a few of those this year, that's um, that's going to be Mason Silva in the Nike SB part from the beginning of the year, where he skated to Roxy Music. If there's something that killed it for me, a Roxy Music deep cut, and it was just so well edited. I mean. And and you know it, it like what's really important is that that means it's going to direct it's going to direct somebody to rock somebody who's never heard of Roxy music somebody who's never heard of Brian you know to Roxy's back catalog and they're going to have the beautiful and weird adventure that so many other people have had myself included Jason who do you think had best music supervision 2020 Yeah um, well actually my favorite music supervision in a part was. Probably the Jamie Foy part that just came out in Deathwish video when he skates to uh, Frank Zappa, Watermelon, and Easter Hay. I think mm. I think I mentioned my stuff on a couple weeks ago. But as far as the whole video, this primitive video called Waiting with a couple of their AMs. Yeah, those like that, yep. the new guy, yeah, the new guy from Germany, you know, the kid from Sweden or whatever. Like the two London drug songs. Like that was you know one of those things like you mentioned. Like when I heard, it, I was like, what is this? This is like some of the dopest shit I've heard in years from the west coast so i immediately like streamed their whole discography and shit so yeah that was my personal favorite for a music supervision as a whole for sure i'll jump in and say i liked in terms of like the entire thing the noah video jolie rouge that was just like this dope front to back soundtrack and again one of the uh, well not again but one of those podcasts uh, like that I wasn't on, and I enjoyed you guys talking about it, and I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, it was dope music, too. <laughs> Got it all on my uh, iPod. Yeah, we need like a Spotify list of like our playlist of all the best skate video music. That's a good Next idea. year, I'm, I'll, I'll, do a, I'll do a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just no, make like an ongoing Marty. playlist. Oh yeah, yeah, Spotify. Oh yeah, Spotify. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm more of an Apple Music guy, but yeah, yeah, Spotify does do that shit. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's actually like it's it's such a nice feeling seeing that the folks who are putting together videos, especially the DIY level. I mean, I gotta. I think we gotta shout out Palace and Bronze for reintroducing people to the fact that you can discover stuff from skate videos and them just having fun and being weird with their music supervision and. Like the last year, it's kind of felt like, wow, like I, I get the feeling like some folks actually who, who folks who are making skate videos actually enjoy music because there was a couple of years in there where it definitely didn't feel like it. Like folks were just using whatever um, YouTube, especially. Right. Like there were some horrible YouTube edits out there. Like folks putting out like really like there's something I don't know. There's something weird about people editing to top 40 songs. It just yeah, it never works. I felt that way about the Adidas video when they they use like Snoop Dogg or something. It was just like, man, uh, it's like, yeah, that, yeah. you got too yeah. much money. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, like, what actually did uh, kind of like 
I thought it was kind of weird that they had. Uh, I th- it was dope that Lucas Puig skated to West End Girls, but I almost feel like that was the wrong video for it because like that song, that song goes. That's probably one of the hardest tracks of all time. Speaking yes. of Lucas Puig, he gets my best dressed award. Uh, he is the shorts game inspiration. He's the calf game inspiration. He is the man that reminds us all to never skip leg day outfit game is out of this world templeton who's the best dressed yeah i mean i i fully agree that it's lucas and for me it's like he dresses for like an aspirational lifestyle you know like i want to be living that life you know that carefree unbuttoned button up with no shirt underneath you know sun shining not a care in the world that's like i would love to be in that reality and I think I think the clothes are like symbolic of it, and he wears it well. Yeah, and he he put he's putting in work. I mean, like it's not like Lucas is just chilling all day every day. Uh, Jason, best dressed. All right, for best dressed, um, put a lot of thought into this one, and it's best dude on off the board. Uh, Kevin Bradley, mm. um, always has some like crazy fit. Like one Instagram picture, he's wearing like a sweater some super nice Supreme sweater, some with like some Oliver print shorts and his like Velcro shoes, with, like the socks pulled up and shit like that. So yeah, Kevin Bradley, inspirational figure, one of the best dudes out on off the board. My pick for best dress 2020. Mike, best dress 2020 is getting that GQ award. I don't know if it's the GQ award, but I'm going with wild card and also my uh, favorite over 40 skater. Josh Kalis, mostly because he's skating in cold weather with, like, God, they look like snowmobile gloves. Like, those were not light gloves that he was skating in. He's got the Letterman jacket that looks like it's um, two minutes away from being a Looney Tunes. Uh, baggy gear. I just, I, just, I just like the audacity of him wearing exactly what he wants. And he's kind of turned away from the, like, too clean, out the bag... Like, one of, one of my biggest pet peeves is when you can tell that dude is only wearing stuff out of the box, like, out of the plastic bag that it comes in, retail style, but also sponsored skater style. Right, so, don't let um, your team manager dress you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of things to say on that note, but that would be a tangent. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just stoked on, like, Kalis's whole DIY part, and the gear was a large factor in that, so I'm going with him. Yeah, I mean that's a uh, that's a look. You're like the flannel you, uh, over a hoodie. The uh, it's probably like a some DJK thing, like a Letterman jacket. Yeah, over a hoodie. Basically, like a, every anything over a hoodie is good with a fitted. Like that's hard. Yeah, like a, I, like a Detroit Tiger fitted or a White Sox fitted. That that's a good look, dude. I was thinking hard just about uh, earlier this year, just about the T-shirt over the hoodie, like. The the window of opportunity for that look is narrow, but I think we need to recognize when it's when that window is open and go through it more often. Isn't that like a Versace plug kind of thing? Doesn't he do that? Yeah, probably. That sounds familiar. Dude, he, he is operating on some other plane. Like that that guy does not have a care in the world. Like skateboarding could be here, it could be there, and he's just like, I'm just doing my thing. I don't know how he does it. Charisma. Insane genius. <laughs> he's like he, he's like completely like uh he's it's like it's almost like he's just detached right like he is 
an amazing skater, puts out amazing parts. But he does that thing with the blown out audio that it's like a mostly a younger kid thing. I think it comes from some meme where like um, all the audio levels are in the red and it's like you immediately want to turn off your phone whenever one of his parts is on because it's a song that just it's like <laughs> like that and it sounds awful because <laughs> it, it undermines like it, it undermines his 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 marketability to folks who are like over 25. <laughs> he doesn't care about us olds. Nope. And we love him anyway. So it's yeah. it's working. Are there any that anybody wants to hit? For sure, before we wrap it up. Hmm. Um. Prayers up. Prayers up, Patrick. Oh, prayers up, man. Prayers up. I gotta give a prayers up to Kevin Wilkins, who is who was recently diagnosed with prostate cancer. Uh, folks from around the world in skateboarding have been raising money for him, um, and it looks like they're getting close to the goal. Again, like I'm going super PSA mode. We're getting real serious here. Uh, if you got some extra dollars, throw some money to Kevin Wilkins. This is somebody who has. Uh, is not only a friend of the pod and friend of um, of Mike and of Templeton, but somebody who is kind of like a zealig of skateboarding. He's been everywhere. He's had his hand in all kinds of different things. Could definitely use a lot of our helps uh, when it comes to public health and a healthcare system. America sucks, so we got to be doing this. So if you got enough money to buy an expensive cocktail, I think you got enough money to put some money in the till. The link's going to be in the show notes. Kevin Wilkins. Is a, is a big homie of skateboarding and skateboarding media. So we got to prayers up and more importantly, got to get the money up. Yeah, man. Indeed. And if you donate at least 10 bucks to Kevin's GoFundMe and forward your donation receipt to mostlyskateboarding at gmail.com, I will send you some stickers. And that's worldwide. I'll send them anywhere. Exactly. As long as the post office is still working, it's global, baby. It's global. I should add, I. I think in an indirect to direct way, like Wilkins is kind of responsible for the existence of this podcast, just in terms of having, um, I think, been been the the door that opened the skateboard mag to me and Templeton. And um, I know he helped me think bigger in terms of what you can do with skateboard media. Like, it was an opportunity, and it also frankly linked me up with templeton i think in a lot of ways so uh yeah kevin kevin's helped out a lot of people and he might have even helped out make this skateboard podcast a reality so oh he definitely did he he was on the pilot of this show that's true yeah yeah so listen to that throw some money kevin's way and uh throw that receipt my way and i'll send you some stickers what else we got jason anything any anybody else you want to shout out before we close this out yeah, I got a couple things. Um, best board graphic, Alexis's all-timer's graphic is pretty iconic. Actually, it's very iconic with the um, Matt Damon Goodwill Hunting solving some equation on a blackboard. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the perfect use of pop culture in a board graphic. So shout out whoever did that. Might have been a Dutchie, might have been Dana. So yeah, that was fucking awesome. Best spot porn, Ben Shadorn, one of most impactful filmers of the year did I think it was Atlanta, I'm not sure if it was in the Atlantic Drift series, but it was like a video in Russia with like Nick Stan, Yalte, and a bunch of those Converse dudes. That one plaza in Russia with with the ledge, yeah, plaza with the ledges. I don't know, but I know yeah, which that, one you mean. Yeah, yeah, the one that one plaza in Russia, the skate was, uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. That's yeah, the spot, porn. the spot porn in that one was 
extremely hot. <laughs> uh, Mike, any last minute um, shouts? Yeah, let's see. Ooh, feel good movie of the year. Credits with Una, Brianna, and Fabi. They are such a dope crew. I really enjoy just like watching like skateboarders expand and get better at skateboarding on Instagram. So that crew is dope to watch. Best in the Midwest, Nick Matthews, obviously. Chicago dude, he is amazing. Ooh, yeah. Favorite mostly skateboarding guest I wasn't on with, Matt Price. He could easily take one of our jobs, so let's all never let him back on the podcast. <laughs> He's got too many jobs right now anyway. We're safe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a super fun one to listen to. Uh, so you got stories. You guys. Yeah. Uh, and I'll do, last but not least, because it was in the time, might have even been like pre-COVID, COVID, COVID. Uh, don't forget, Dakota Servold, he had a really good part in that America video, quote, green, quote, and uh, he had that magical line where the children were running with him. Oh, that yeah. just seems like oh, a yeah, lifetime damn. away. Like, that was so good. And we largely forgot because a lot of shit has happened since then. So um, props to Dakota. He's a really good skater, too. So there we go. Who, who are we missing? Who hasn't run through theirs? Uh, Templeton? I don't have too many, but... Um... For me, best scene, Richmond. You know, I love seeing Gilbert and Bust Crew. Um, You know, I kind of know some of those people, like Pat Burke, who had a hell of a year, two parts. Uh, So shout out to Richmond and Jason, of course, uh, holding it down in the Richmond scene. And then biggest tease, Alex Olsen. I give Alex Olsen a lot of shit on this show. Uh, It's only because I love him and I just want to see more skating from Alex. So Alex, you ever film with him? No, never met him. He he is like way, way after my time in LA. Yeah, too young. Yeah, yeah. That guy uh, definitely looks pretty cool on a skateboard. Hell yeah! Say. And I got a, I got a couple. I got a couple just to run through real quick. These are my remaining senior superlatives for 2020. Super extra fat edition. Um, <laughs> best graphic palace. Uh, Britain's or each of the constituent nations of the UK's National Health Service, that was great. Best filmer, Naquan Rawlings, uh, a.k.a. the cool Strobeck. Uh, best graphic, Mason Silva. <laughs> the Manhattan Beach smokestack. For all you surfers out there, you've definitely seen it. Uh, best scene, Biarritz, France. as seen in Jackie Biarritz and uh, Lucas Puig's Adidas promo. Best DIY, Kampala, Uganda, where my parents met. And finally, the 2020 Black Excellence Award. Jameer Brown for his public service work in Philadelphia and Kevin Bradley just for being himself. For the for the Instagram stories. Yeah, for the Instagram stories. Yo, just but yo, like uh yeah, like <laughs> if I ever get around to making this hood t-shirt <laughs> for Black Excellence, because uh, you know, Black History Month is around the corner, y'all. So but yeah, them too. Shout out to shout out to all those to all the folks who've been out there holding it down in the streets, protesting, raising money raising awareness but uh i want to give an extra big shout out to those two in a an otherwise difficult year yeah shout out jameer brown had a hell of a year dude like on palace switchback nose blunt pyramid ledges one of the craziest tricks to go down there so yeah dude he had a he uh really showed out this year man our final award the mostly skateboarding skater of the year 
goes to Alexis Sablone. Uh, I feel like we've praised her quite a bit this episode and many previous episodes, but for me, the thought of Alexis on the world stage representing skateboarding in the Olympics is like, I couldn't think of a better person to do that. Uh, I think she's the best that skateboarding has to offer, so that's why she deserves the most skateboarding skater of the year. Also, her episode of The Bunt, which just came out, was really good. Must listen. She's the yeah, illest guys. and does need to like maybe just respond to a Templeton DM to come on our <laughs> podcast. Just oh, so dude, she, she was down when the solo part came, on, came out, but uh, we couldn't work out the timing, and then she didn't respond the, the last time I hit her up. Hey, the glow up is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fast. All right, well. No doubt Alexis will be stoked to uh, find that she's been named the most skateboarding skater of the year. <laughs> Which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Jason, what are you stoked on this week? Yeah, well, for best collab of the year, I would say uh, Venture Trucks collab with Thrasher around April or June. They uh, came out with a sick video, mostly SF shit, so... Go back and peep, peep that while you're uh, reviewing or sitting home looking at year-end content. Also, uh, there's a podcast about Joy Division slash New Order called Transmissions, which is super sick. I don't even really like fuck with Joy Division that much, but I fuck with New Order heavy. So I basically, mm-hmm. just, I basically just listened to the ones about New Order, and it's like fucking so fascinating. Like If, if you're into that kind of like rock critic shit, that's uh especially in new order who doesn't like new order you know what i mean so if you're into that type of shit that's like a must listen also i'm stoked on polar big boy jeans i uh finally got a pair when skating in them and uh yeah who said it templeman like or maybe it was patrick like baggy baggy clothes look better for skating yeah these are like they're basically cut like a pair of sweatpants Hmm. not like not like new like jogger sweatpants like sweatpants sweatpants don't i mean not quite like rob welsh in that one photo but like you know what i mean just like your regular regular baggies type sweatpants yeah and it told they totally like uh change your outlook that kind of shit so yeah i'm stoked on that pair of pants and skating in them looking forward to skating in them this weekend so pretty stoked on that uh mike where are you stoked on this week this week i'm stoked on um I think with all the vaccine news, I think with new the new year coming up pretty quick, I'm stoked on in like the medium to not that long term future prospect of international travel again. And uh, that kind of came about because I was thinking about how right before the pandemic hit, I went to Mexico City with my buddy Neil and we just skated all day and or walked around and ate and um i just want to do something like that again maybe montreal that would be cool uh a secondary stoked on that i have is that i laid down some cash and i am a minnesotan who tries to live outside and i also kind of am cold sometimes during the winter many times uh and i bought a cashmere beanie a purple one and it's dope, and it's worth uh, every single cent. Of How much does a cashmere price. beanie cost? I am not comfortable putting that on the uh, the podcast, but oh damn, you don't want to get robbed out in the streets. Yeah, it's like no, that. Wow, y- y- y'all can't even. Yeah, sorry. 
Uh, All right, I won't link to the show notes. So basically, your food. Uh, true, mostly skateboard podcast fanatics slash sleuths can find the uh, cashmere beanie ad in the back of the New Yorker. Ooh. Follow it from there. Man, a purple purple cashmere beanie. That's like something like uh, like who's that guy? Who's that football player on Baltimore? On the Ravens? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking about Cameron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cameron would wear. It's like something. You know? It's like something from a Dipset song. It's a miracle, man. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. That yeah. That dope. shout out Mike with the purple cashmere beanie. Wow. It's, it's almost more like a like a Merlot than just like straight purple. Right. Right. Oh right. wow. Deep. <laughs> Wow, mostly skateboarding is going super bougie this week. <laughs> Maybe that'll be our first merch. Mostly <laughs> skateboarding, cashmere beanie. Sophisticated skater. And then it, it, it's a 40-year investment. Just like the podcast. <laughs> Patrick, what are you stoked on? All right, tonight is the last night of Hanukkah, so I'm stoked on that. Had some latkes earlier this week. Had turkey. Dang. Oh, my goodness. Just wow, wow, wow. Just and I, I found out that uh, apparently uh, for Italian Jews that they do like a lemon garlic wing, fried chicken wings for Hanukkah. So I'm just like, this is opening up a lane right here. Like next year, someone's got to do Popeyes and latke. No, you got to go to Wingstop, get the lemon pepper wings. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's, I'm sold. 2021, lemon pepper wings and latkes is happening. I'm stoked on Spitfire Wheels. I want to give a shout out to the folks at Deluxe. Big time shout out to y'all. Yep. Uh, yo, congratulations on Mason winning Skater of the Year. Well deserved. Well, well, well deserved. Especially job, like the guy. video, the video being of the times and everybody in hazmat suits <laughs> and spraying champagne. It was like a kind of like a twisted rap video. And uh, I'm <laughs> stoked on actually in preparing for this uh, extra fat superlatives episode, going through old 411s and finding a song I'd been thinking about in the back of my head for months. Uh, it's Guru from Jasmine Taz, Volume 1. A singer called Dia Davenport. It's called Trust Me. Ooh, oh, yeah. I remember it's that. so when good. So good. Jasmine Taz, so on point. R.I.P. Guru. Templeton, what you stoked on? Well, I'm stoked that you just picked the closing music for the uh, podcast yep. this week. Um, it's playing right now. Just vibe with it. Okay, anyway, um, I'm stoked that mostly skateboarding got mentioned in uh, Thrasher's skateboarder's guide to the internet big up to ted schmitz for including the pod you know i think that's my first appearance on thrasher even without uh, my name being attached to it uh stoked on that uh stoked on a ruga australia in new zealand video that i watched this morning that was like really fucking good the australian skaters um i don't know there's just something about them i really like it which leads into my final Stoked On, which is the news that there's going to be a Nike SB Australia video coming out soon, which is very exciting. More Rowan Davis and uh, lots of other Australian rippers. Uh, something to be stoked on in the future. Well, that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about. It's going to be a lot of links this week um, and other stuff that we talked about. 
Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Patrick, where can the people find you? You all can find me on the internet at Pikigongo on Instagram or on Twitter at Colonel K Speaks. Mike, where can the people find you? On the Bobby, 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 Digi, Digi, Digi. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm on Instagram and the Twitters at M Munzenrider. That's it. Uh, Jason, where are you on the internet? On Twitter at Carbonite1994. Wait, I'm also on Clubhouse now. I got a Clubhouse invite, so I'm on there now. I don't even, like, I haven't even really started messing with it yet. I don't think there's that many, like, skate folk on there, but, yeah, I'm on there. Just look up, uh, same at Carbonite1994. On Instagram, at FrozenCarbonite. And writing stuff for snacks.com Working on it, working on some new stuff for uh, first quarter of 2021. So that should be tight. Sure. Tebla, where can we find you? Uh, I am on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding and on Twitter at Mostly Skate. We'll see you guys next year because we're taking a couple weeks off for the holidays. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Be safe, y'all. Good night. That's all I'm asking And furthermore, you can be sure that I'll do Every little thing you need Yes, it's true I'm not desperate, but I'm the one for you Just me, I love you